<laughs> you sprung that off. <laughs> Almost didn't get my hand on my heart in time. Oh. Oops. <laughs> okay, let's ah. go with the meeting. God, suddenly. Oh. Right, what film Let's go action. <laughs> <laughs> so has it been 36 hours or something since we last met? Nearly 48. I guess Is that all? Yeah. Should we specify that, though? Because it won't be released 36 hours after the Too last late. episode. Oh, well. <laughs> These are not broadcast live. <laughs> yeah, but when you listen to podcasts, you want to think that they're, they've happened very recently, don't you? Today. You wouldn't watch Mock the Week from two years ago. I wouldn't watch <laughs> it from last week. <laughs> yeah, today. Anyway. All so we Eve. we yeah rapidly chose all about Eve, didn't we? Yeah. I'm Thank glad to you. See you've got um, some notes. I have as well. Thank you, yeah. voter. Thank you, voter. Who <laughs> <laughs> voted for something else? <laughs> Who voted for High School Musical? <laughs> Maybe um, we'll do it one day. Maybe one day. Um, yeah, I was a it was a shame. I I did actually once I put the vote, I realised that I wanted Legend or what was the other one? Mm. Count of Monte Cristo. Which oh, might right. be one of my favourite films. In fact, it is one of my favourite films of all time. Which which one was it? Because was it the recent one? The Count of Monte Cristo. The recent one? Was Probably one? actually, yeah. Two thousand and two or something. Yeah, I think so. It's got like, um, recent Richard one. Harris, hmm. Guy Pierce. Those are the only actors that names that I know. But, okay. But yeah. You know Richard Harris? Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Dumbledore. Yeah. Oh yes. First <laughs> now I remember. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but we've got all about Eve. We do. All about yeah. Eve, which I think was a, a good decision. By it was me. also about other characters, so it was, was misleading. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it did have everything we need to know about Eve, but all about Eve and some other stuff yeah. as well. It wasn't all about Eve, though. <laughs> no, it wasn't all about Eve. <laughs> everything kind of revolved around Eve. Hmm. Though curiously, she was probably not the character that we saw the most of. Yeah. Probably heard a lot more from Margot. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah. So I got the DVD of this for my birthday, like th- three uh, days ago or something. I'd never heard of it, so I had very little interest in actually watching it. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Just okay. threw it on there. Please, my sister. Be like, it's in the running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then what do you know? <laughs> um, Somehow... <laughs> Did you like your birthday present? I did. I did like it. Excellent. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say I was blown away, no. but I thought it was a good film. I enjoyed it. Yeah. What about you guys? I liked it, yes. I it was a good yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Hmm. I really liked it. Really? Yeah. Oh. I thought it was a great film. Good. Critics would agree with you. Critics would agree with me, it's true. Uh, one night. Oh, so yeah. many awards. And yeah. Stuff. Best yeah. Pictures and a bunch of other Oscars. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Four well, nominations well for best actress. Yeah. Like two yeah. for best mm. two for best supporting. Mm. Okay. Crazy. Nice. And um what's his name? George Sanders won best supporting actor. Who was um Addison Hewitt? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I've made I suppose we'll get to him. <laughs> oh you have? Yes. I did not make a lot of notes. I was quite sleepy, so I sort of stopped taking notes at one point and then started making more. Mm. I might not have a lot. 
Yeah. Where do we start? <laughs> Where do we start? What a main character. Yeah. Do you mean Margot or Eve? <laughs> I mean Eve. Oh. Um, Titular character. <laughs> so, what did you think of Eve, Fernando? Mm. Mm. Oh, what did I think of Eve? I suppose then, overall, what she was trying to do, which is maybe grow professionally, is something that we all want to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she maybe could have uh, benefited from a nicer personality. Mm. Instead of trying to be... Uh, have, yeah, fake humility, he she could have been just genuinely... Uh, a nice person yeah. and maybe she would have gone reached the same place or even higher more quickly or because we are meant to believe that she is a good actress right mm-hmm. yeah um, and I, if yeah. people recognize that then there's no need to have that uh, that um, behavior yeah she didn't deceive people to get uh-huh. to her she should just be uh-huh. a good actor yeah so if she ended up in a position where she did not feel comfortable Maybe it was her not recognizing that she was already good and there was no need to be like the way she was. Interesting. I feel like she only managed to get where she was because of the scheming. Because Ah. she specifically wanted that direct, not that director, that playwriter. And she would never have gotten it. Yeah, she would never have gotten it if she hadn't done all of her schemes. Because Margot just would never have allowed her to be around her study mm. without having gone. Certainly you not know. with that speed. And, mm. Yeah. Mm. So it's a lesson that if you do want something, you should uh, manipulate and scheme your way to it. <laughs> but she did not have a happy ending, did she? She attained her success, but she mm-hmm. was. Miserable. She was, yeah. Trapped was into miserable. sexual slavery. Yeah. <laughs> Although maybe not, as I will come on to. Yeah, okay, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I I was assuming not sexual slavery, but uh yeah, this um this completely uh controlled weird sort of professional relationship mm. with someone. Um Yeah, DeWitt. I really so I really liked both Eve and DeWitt all the way through until this sort of weird turning point mm. in the film where we discovered, firstly, that Eve's been playing everyone, and also that, uh, yeah, that Addison is a real nasty piece of work. Um, and that made me think very differently about them. <laughs> Actually, yeah, in, in my notes, um, I've written, oh, you know, they'd be quite good together. <gasps> At the very moment before, he's suddenly like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to my life. And I was like, oh, my God, he's evil. Dreadful. Yeah. Yeah, really sinister. Mm. Yeah, he was definitely creepy. And... Mm. Also, the voice of Cher Khan. There oh, we go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I couldn't place it, but. That's what <laughs> friends are. <laughs> One day I want to be able to go low enough to do that. That's nice. Bravo, <laughs> bravo. Ah. Oh. Cool, I like it even more now. No, no, that's it. Mm. Yeah, I thought we were meant to see him as 
quite aloof and quite uh, maybe a little bit cold the way he he had uh, Miss Caswell who was his up and coming protege Marilyn Monroe who as soon as it became clear that she was not getting anywhere in the business he just kind of dropped her and we never heard from her again and it seemed like he was sort of scheming a bit to you know he was playing the game but yeah, I never, never saw it coming that he'd be so, so ruthless, um, and cruel. Mm. But nor did I think that of Eve. Um, I think part of the reason I enjoyed her character so much all the way through was she was so innocent and and just nice to everyone, and she was everything I hoped that I could be, um, and utterly not. <laughs> Real surprising turn for you then. Yeah, you? yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about the other characters? Because Mar- I found Margot really dislikable. Mm. Like, oh. I just didn't take to her at all. No, me neither. Um, I I liked her. Really? Yeah, I mm. thought Betty Davis played her really well. Mm. I was quite interested. She, I could see why she's annoying. She's a really annoying character, but I don't know why. I, just didn't, I found it quite endearing. All of her many, many mm. rants. I think the film would be about half the length if she didn't go on as many rounds. But she was so cruel. She was so selfish and really but, well, having a go at Eve and everything. Yeah, but she knew she knew that Eve was not to be trusted. She didn't. She did. She, she had even a said sense. while she was doing it, she said, oh, and I shouldn't be so cruel to Eve. Yes, she's so perfect, isn't she? Little Miss Perfect, everyone, lo- everyone loves her. Yeah, but she And then the even sense. later... When, when, no. Yes, I Well, like, think subconsciously, so. she thought Eve was up well, she to can something. T- no, it's the, the turning point came from when Birdie said, <laughs> she's studying you, like, she's watching your every move, it's predatory, it's weird. And then mm. suddenly we go from that to, and now she doesn't trust her anymore. And yeah. she had good reason to, because actually Eve was scheming to totally usurp her and take her husband. As it turned out in the yeah. end. I don't know if she had <laughs> the evidence to, to make that call, though. I think... <laughs> I think yeah, just because you was... guess the lottery numbers and get it right doesn't mean you knew they were coming up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like people were gaslighting her the whole way of being like, no, you're crazy. Eve's perfect. She's so innocent. And then, yeah. no, but she, we... was, she was. She knew. <laughs> but we didn't know, and we were gods observing the whole say, thing. I thought, I don't trust that Eve. Really? Yeah. Oh, right. The weird trench coat in the shadows in the beginning mm. where everyone's staring at her so coldly and you can see that she's getting this award and you think, well, that's very bizarre that everyone should be so yeah. against her. There's something up with this. Oh, I just right. thought everyone was bored of the speech. Mm. Oh, that's why everyone looked <laughs> miserable at the start. Just like, oh, I'm whining uh, on again. Yeah. About this boss or whatever. I find it very interesting, I, think, I guess, the comments that you're making, because ever since the very first scene, I thought that she was the villain. <gasps> oh, no! Yes, <gasps> Well, yeah, maybe she got to this position making all of them really mad. And then the next scene, when um, there's no longer, they go back in the past, I'm like, ah, yes, she's <laughs> definitely a horrible person. <laughs> so I always knew that she was horrible. Right from the beginning. Yeah, yes. That kind of sense as well. Uh-huh. Wow. Oh, we watched totally different films. <laughs> well, it looks like it. <laughs> God. And I really hated it. I hated her the whole movie. As oh, there, wow. was, there was not a point where I thought she was a nice person. Oh, I just thought she was so sweet and so nice. Oh, my God. 
who else do I know in real life who's <laughs> who's actually out to get me, just scheming and you laughed a bit too hard. <laughs> no, you're all right. You'd have to be playing a very long game at this point. Yeah. Christ. I feel like I'm in some sort of middle ground between thinking she was angelic and mm-hmm. realising she was the devil. Like, I I thought this is a bit weird. And also, why mm-hmm. is she just, like, now her closest confidant? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Um, the pacing was a bit weird with the whole film. Like, I think that yeah. might just been, like, a film issue. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I felt that was unbelievable. And therefore, I was a bit suspicious mm. of the relationship because mm. Chan like built a trust with Margot or anything. I see. And therefore, it was a bit weird that she trusted her so quickly. Um, mm. But yeah, I just thought it was a bit sad that she idolised this person so much. If she, because I don't think it was genuine like adoration. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, and it just made me feel yeah. sad mm. that she thought so little of herself and so much of this person. Who she hadn't had time to get to know. Yeah, okay. Mm. And who was quite horrible. Yeah. Margot. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They um they made a point of showing us how quickly people came to trust her, right? Because mm. the same night they met her, mm. she told this very heartfelt story and they gave her their luggage yeah. and their plane mm. ticket and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. Except Birdie. <laughs> yeah, he never. Yeah, never wanted. Never liked her. Classic Birdie. <laughs> I did like her. Yeah, she was good. She, yeah, she was the the one like genuine trustworthy person in the whole thing. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, was maybe a bit rude at times, but I don't mm. think she was pretending to be anything she wasn't, unlike everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, I found the pacing a bit weird overall. As I was saying, like mm-hmm. everything's happened, we don't really get a sense of how much time's passed. But mm. sometimes they would say, like, mm. "Oh, you've been on for it's been a week or something." Yeah. Um. So like, she goes off Eve super quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just share that one look, don't they? <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> um. And then she breaks up with Bill like out of nowhere. I thought. You could see that they had tension and there was yeah. arguments, but then suddenly it was just over, and I was like, oh, okay. mm-hmm. fair enough. But yeah, it was strange. Yeah, I, I think the pacing was off, definitely. Mm. It lost me for a while in the middle. As I say, I was quite tired when I was watching it, mm. and it was just a bit like, oh, I, I couldn't have told you whether I was halfway through the film or near the end. Mm. So I just don't know. I've lost, I've lost my bearings here. It was interesting how she, how Eve, that is, um, carefully played the people around her that she needed to. Um, and it was interesting the two men, Lloyd Richards, the playwright, and Bill Sampson, the director, um, when Margot was the leading lady, um, Lloyd was really short and short tempered and angry with her, whereas Bill was very accepting. We had this like where they were really falling out, and uh, Bill was lying down on the bed, just going, "Ah, oh, whatever," just more bemused, <laughs> if anything. 
while Lloyd was yelling at her mm. and telling her she was just a, a piano that's trying to pretend it composed a concerto and all this. But then later on, because of the circumstances surrounding Eve's rise to fame, mm-hmm. when Eve is the leading lady, they're the other way round. Um, Bill is the one who's really short-tempered with her and telling her off all the time, and Lloyd is the one that's holding it together. And she therefore ends up playing on Lloyd and trying to make Lloyd fall in love with her mm. and stringing him along because he's the person that she needs to... She she realises she can't win the other one over. Yeah, I think we saw the same kind of thing a few times. She never tried to work her magic on Bertie. Bertie... The maid. Was she Birdie? Birdie. Oh, like a little bird. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was short for Bertha or something. No, Birdie is short for something like it's a... Like Roberta or something. Something like that. Okay, Birdie. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, never tried to play on her, but definitely did try to play on uh, Karen, Mrs. Mm. Richards, Aww. who, uh, oh who was one of my favourites. She was sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was a, just good all the way through, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed her, like her internal monologue <laughs> as she was trying to decide whether to deceive Margot or not. And you, oh, yeah. you just the, there'd be no like sound from the scene, but she would just stop mid pain because that's what you do when you have a thought. I, I was thinking that and criticising it, and then I was like, actually, you know what? I'll probably am that <laughs> over the top. <laughs> <laughs> veering off to the side of the road while you're driving (laughs) (laughs) most of my notes I have to wait till we ring the bell oh wow okay interesting so did the three of you experience the same thing I did which was this sudden switch in Eve's character I think or so. Did, I did. I didn't think she was going to be as manipulative and scheming right. until the bathroom scene. Yeah, and I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, presumably, know. including the bit at the start of that scene where she's trying it on with Lloyd. No, she tries it on with uh, yeah, does Bill, she? doesn't she? Oh, I'm thinking of a different thing. The first time we ever see it, it's it's just after her mm. her. Debut. Debut as an understudy. Right, yeah. After okay. the scheme with the car. Yeah. And she bats her eyelash, eyelashes at Bill and says, oh, isn't it perfect? And he says, I'm in love with Margot. And she says something flirty. And mm. yeah. And I thought, that there's no way she would do this, is there? I thought she was completely perfect. And it just all came crashing down completely. I sort of saw that coming. I wasn't too right. surprised by that. I don't because yeah. you could see that she just desperately wanted to be Margot, mm-hmm. and I thought that maybe I that would include having Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's entirely what it was that she was just trying to replicate in every aspect of Margot's life, or if she mm-hmm. was just trying to like manipulate someone that she needed. I see. Um, but yes, yeah, so I wasn't as surprised by that. But there was something about the bathroom scene when I thought she was not genuinely upset because I didn't think that, but when she started blackmailing Karen, I was like, oh, that's another mm-hmm. level of yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think? No, uh, I, it was. I was <laughs> no like, surprises. Oh, finally, finally, <laughs> her true. Finally, her true colors are coming out. Right. Maybe because I've seen a, a more also TV series and movies about this, and that, that are somehow similar to this one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm like, ah, oh, yes. God. Finally, people will realize. 
So I, I was still a little unsure about to what extent she had played everyone or wh- whether to something so she'd run away from her past life and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but did she kind of initially just hope that she could... Because she, she really was fascinated with Margot and the theatre and mm-hmm. everything. She wanted to be part of that whole world. Was she genuinely humbly trying to just help the the people she admired to start with you think she was playing it right from the beginning yeah well she had that made up story right from the start yeah i suppose so Mm. yeah she's just willing to do anything (sighs) i don't it's a very weird way to become an actress (laughs) what a weird plan if it wasn't just beginning out of like this admiration and this yeah, but then she, had... she did approach Mrs. Richards first. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Or oh, Mrs. Richards. I think evidence for this is um, precisely the very end of the movie when the same is happening to her through yeah. this person that mm. comes. And I think that by then we can, as well, at least I believe that we can recognize that her intentions are evil. Okay. Uh, and this is just happening. To the person that did it in the first place. Mm. Do you think she'll be less gullible? I do wonder. I was like, well, then you're trying to fool someone that knows what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, so maybe she will not succeed. But my conjecture is that she'll have uh, less success than she had and Eve did. Okay. Because part of the reason something like that would work is the the ego massage mm. the having someone follow you around and say you're great mm. for someone in the theatre someone who goes on stage for applause and she talked about how much she enjoyed the applause mm. I, I, I see that but if you if you if you're if, if you're a professional liar <laughs> what do you yep. tend to distrust the person <laughs> The, the, the oh, that are you distrusted her from the start. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Mm. Well, I am a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. I have some more thoughts on narrative device women. Ooh. They're building the tension here. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> this is all after the bell, is it? Okay. I've got a few thoughts before the bell. There are also a few thoughts after the bell. Ooh. Um. Uh, one thing is I really liked the scene where they were all sitting on the stairs. Yeah, I like mm. that as well. There was a, a nice sort of informality and camaraderie, and I feel like I'm the kind of person who goes to a party and ends up sitting on the stairs, and that tends to be where the best conversations end up happening, and where you really get to meet people, and I love that idea of just these, yeah. like famous elite people just hanging out on the stairs chatting about art and life and it was good. Well that's the conversation they were having wasn't it about whether artists are a special sort of person right? as they sat on the stairs just like normal people yeah um, yeah I thought it was a, a, maybe a bit too too knowing 
I think it meant something else. <gasps> is, it, is it time? I don't know if it's time, but I've got something else to say. Oh, what were you just saying? Oh, yes. I, I um, yeah, really liked all that party scene. And it, just every scene with Addison before he turned completely evil. <laughs> yeah. He was very watchable, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was basically just Shere Khan if Shere Khan was a person. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, he's stalking his prey <laughs> and... Yeah. Yeah. Shit, God. <laughs> um, what else do we have? I think most of the rest of what I've got comes under symbolism. Oh. Yeah, I've just got bits that annoyed me. Like the taxi waiting outside at the start. That annoy anyone? That oh, she left yeah, the taxi she waiting. She did leave the taxi waiting. And then went oh, in and had a, heard someone's life story, and then presumably <laughs> oh. went back out and got in the same taxi. Yeah. It's expensive. Mm. Are they rich? Yeah, I guess they didn't have to worry. And they were going straight to the airport afterwards, weren't they? Well, that was Margot and yeah. Bill. Oh, so it was. It was Karen who <laughs> left the taxi. Yeah. <sighs> There was a weird green screen walking scene. Yeah, <laughs> that was rubbish. <laughs> Why yeah. would you do that? Was poor. <laughs> um, I wonder if because it was so long ago, it was difficult to get decent sound dialogue oh, maybe, outside yeah. of a studio. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Nineteen <coughs> fifty, so that really was early. Um, yeah, there were a lot of breathy voices. Yeah, I've also got that. Lots of whisper acting. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I didn't notice. Just that Marlon Monroe. Yeah. Just breathing through the speaking. Just... I quite like it. Oh, no. Marilyn. That's what she said. Yeah. Well, Eve, Eve spoke like that. And yeah. Was it Creswell? Caswell. Yeah. I, I did notice that they all had these sort of weird posh East Coast American accents that sort of sounded a bit British but were quite clearly not British and we sort of saw how they were trying to put this on a lot of the time mm. and it was mostly the characters who thought a lot of themselves <sighs> except as far as I could tell Eve who seemed to be the only one who just effortlessly spoke like that who just seemed to speak that way naturally mm. but then later on we think well no she was a perfect actress right from the beginning mm. um, but I think we even saw Margot put on some airs as soon as she met her adoring fan and we even had Birdie come out and say right I'll talk to you again <laughs> yeah. when you're normal <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that was interesting mm. and that, I wonder if I'd picked up more on the the finer points of their accents and stuff if I was a native American speaker because um, I think there might have been deliberate sort of code switching going on yeah, that maybe would have told us something but most of all they just talked funny <laughs> <laughs> they all said theatre funny they all like embody theatre with us <laughs> reverence <laughs> <laughs> Really lame. <laughs> it's like when people talk about actors. Yeah. <laughs> and in the theatre. It's spelt with a capital T. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, I noticed a bit that Margot was 
was trying to be really classy and and wasn't quite. So there's a, a lot of different little things that she like at um <laughs> do you remember at the at the birthday party somebody says to her, Oh, it's positively Shakespearean atmosphere in here, it's like the first act of Macbeth. What's what's going to happen? Mm. And she was being all dramatic and that would have been her cue to to say something like is this a dagger I see before me and stride out of the room but instead she said fasten your seatbelts it's going to be a bumpy night (laughs) which is the lamest like trashiest Uh movie quote anyone could have come up with and I feel like she she viewed herself as somebody who'd have come up with some amazing cultural reference but actually she didn't have it she was just good at reading the lines (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she didn't eat her olives either all night, no mm. wonder she got drunk yeah. <laughs> oh, those martinis without the olives mm. oh that's something I wanted to mention about the martinis, did you notice that she had a martini before her husband got home, before Bill mm-hmm. got home, or rather before she went down to see him Yeah. and it was enormous it was in this giant glass almost comically large and she knocked the whole thing back and then when he made her one later it was a third of the size. It was these like much smaller glasses, and that seemed to say something about her. I think that was just because that either it may have been a very subtle uh, act, because um, like they obviously had loads of glasses in the kitchen because yeah. they were having a party, and they would presumably have like bought or rented glasses and stuff. Yeah. that because there's no way in that small kitchen they'd have had that number of glasses yeah so it may just be that the caterer provided small glasses sometimes a cigar is just a cigar yeah, yeah okay <laughs> i mean that is quite a convoluted just a cigar but <laughs> i suppose so but yeah maybe they were just small glasses but it seemed interesting that the one she made for herself was enormous and the ones <laughs> yeah. uh, her, her boyfriend was like Desperately trying to keep her under control, we're like, "Yeah, okay, a martini. Look, here's a martini. Please don't drink oh, it too do fast, that to me darling." All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever been accused of pouring people two small cocktails when they come round. <laughs> Sometimes two small cocktails, but never too small. Yeah. Go on. Do you want to ring it? Yeah, Fernando, please. See, I have a Symbolism. What have you got for us? Right, well, first of all, I'll start saying I did quite a lot of (laughs) extracurricular reading. Oh, Oh, journal art. So this film... tried. I tried really hard. This, it's been really analysed with a fine tooth comb by many people. Um, yeah. And the article I found was in the Journal of Lesbian and Gay Studies, um, and it made some oh. really good points about yep. the fact that the two main villains were coded as gay. Mm-hmm. Um, Come again? Who? So Eve mm-hmm. and Addison were and both Addison. heavily coded as like gay yeah. characters, as much as okay. you could get away with in the fifties. Yeah. So obviously oh. that was the era of like the Hayes Code, where you could have no reference to, mm. you know, gayness or lesbianism. Okay. On screen. Right. Um, so they had to be really careful with like how they portrayed huh. characters. Yeah. Um, did you two get this that they were both coded as gay? Um, no, but I did think that she could be gay. Mm-hmm. 
I thought when I was watching it, there was something strange about her attachment to Margot in a way that mm-hmm. was kind of like I could see her being a little bit. Mm-hmm. It occurred to me she might be in love with Margot. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, it occurred to me as well. But I didn't really go as deep into it as no, I later did with my readings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the other relationships were all very, like, patriarchal. Yeah. Like, it was so obvious mm-hmm. in the other relationships. Like, the man was, there was a lot of standing over women while they yeah. wept in a bed and stuff like that. Like, there were some good grabbing scenes. Um, yeah, they were very, like, mm-hmm. n- normal of the time, that idea that the men were powerful in sexual mm-hmm. relationships. You think that was something the original audience was not even supposed to notice? Yeah. This is just normal. Yeah, no, but I, I think that... Purpose, like, I, I, well, I feel like it showed up, made it really obvious that something was weird mm-hmm. about Eve and Addison because they weren't mm-hmm. in involved in these relationships in the same way yeah yeah especially given margot's speech at the end was very like Mm. purposeful where it says you know oh i now have to go back to being a woman i'm going to be married Mm. and a a woman is only a woman if she Mm. has a man yeah in those very specific words and there's a few other references dotted out where you see what they're doing where they're constructing her in opposition to eve and her relationship with bill is this kind of patriarchal heteronormative kind of Mm -hmm. marriage but I don't think it quite comes off because Margot is so camp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, she's really... And Betty Davis is, like, a gay icon. Yeah. So I think really? they kind of, like, fall down a bit and they're, like, trying to hold up. I mean, they didn't know like, she was going to be a gay icon, did they? No, they didn't. And they didn't know she would play it like that either, apparently. Um, right, okay. Yeah. So you're saying she played it as though she were gay? I don't know if no. it was on purpose. Um, but I got the sense that she was playing it quite camp. Okay. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Certainly she was the prima donna, wasn't she? Yeah. She was yeah. Huh. Yeah, and we were su- perhaps supposed to approve of her mm-hmm. giving all that up to become a stay at home mm-hmm. wife. Yeah, well we meant to see that and think, oh good for her, she's settled down, whereas this this irreverent young min- minx has uh, gone off and is trying to make a career for herself. Mm. Yeah, okay. But again, I think like Margot's personality the whole way through is really outrageous, like mm. very abrasive and very like stands up for herself mm-hmm. and things like that. And even though she says that she's renouncing her career, she doesn't attend the premiere and things. In the end, when we see her back at the awards ceremony. She's still all done up in her like glamorous finery and she's mm-hmm. having her cigarette and things like that. And yeah. it just seems like there's not as much she's held on to it, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I see. So it doesn't entirely go all the way that maybe we're meant to think it does. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. And then finally at the end, it becomes clear that whether it's a sexual relationship or not, um, Addison and Eve are in the most patriarchal mm. male-controlled partnership of the whole film. Um, I don't know what that tells us, how how that fits in with them being the two that are not coded as heterosexual. That's not a sexual relationship, though. I think that that's a power... Yeah. yeah, both of them seem to go for power in their relationships yeah. rather mm. than any sort of... Though we don't really allude to sex for either of them. Yeah, um, nor love. Yeah. yeah. In fact, Addison says to her, we're both we're not capable of love or being loved, which I think, yeah. again, was kind of coded as, like, 
Mm-hmm. Him saying, you know, we're both gay. But I don't know. I don't, maybe not. Um, that, oh, that's what symbolism corners for? Yes, yeah, yeah. So... Not being able to love is code for in the fifties, which was apparently like a narrative that was spun by like state and medical sort of professions, that it was this kind of like perversion, right? That meant like it was a pathological kind of medicalized thing of being gay. That it was like this, yeah, pathology rather than like sexuality, or both really. But like, yeah, if, if heterosexual love is the only one that exists, yeah. and you're not capable of that. Mm-hmm. Then. Yeah, and we see their portrayal as like these really emotionless predators, basically. Okay. Um, so yeah. And the the group that you read this from sees that as indicative of the homophobia of the of Hollywood yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a, another documentary I haven't actually seen. It, I should watch it called The Celluloid Closet. It basically like just t- goes through bit by bit. I've read a bit about it with Kira's film degree, but um, mm. goes through like all the films of this sort of era of the Hayes Code era, and like they they all have this sort of very similar pattern of coding. Mm-hmm. Does the haunting fit in with that? Because the haunting of Hill House had the, the gay character who I can't remember. Never really. Oh yeah, Theo. Yeah. 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 It wasn't explicit, was it? But no. we we did think. Yeah. And you, again, I I didn't get that she was coded as gay or anything like that. But you you pointed it out, and she was she was portrayed as very cold, mm-hmm. and very yeah, very loveless in the film, mm-hmm. in a surprising yeah. and weird way. What year was that? that? It's now coming I into I think that was nineteen sixty precisely. Oh, right. Yeah, because I think the Hayes Code extended to 1968. So right. it would have been in that Jesus. era. 1936 to Something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. That's horrible. Mm. That's closer to when I was born than the current day. <laughs> wow. Sorry, <laughs> um. when, when, what when did the 68? Sorry? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Hayes Code. It's a, It was a law that prevented any sort of reference to homosexuality on film. And it was a Hollywood code. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I guess you'd read more about it, but yeah, prevented a lot of open references, which meant that lots of coding took place. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, for instance, Addison, he was very like pristinely dressed, always had a very upper crust sort of accent. Yeah. Um, he was very like dry and acerbic. Is that how you that word? Acerbic. Acerbic. Yeah. Um. And what, I think one of the other characters describes him as a venomous fishwife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> um, yeah. And in that speech that we mentioned earlier, do you remember when he's on the stairs and he's talking about, um, he says, we all have an abnormality mm. in common. We're a breed apart from the rest of humanity. Which I wonder right. if that's maybe a bit... Mm-hmm. If he's talking about all of them, then... I suppose not, but there's still something, I think, quite striking... If you put it in context of everything and in the other films of the era, when he says yeah. we're abnormal, it would be tempting. He's to echoing a lot of the stereotypes. I yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that was a good one. By which I mean a slightly, slightly, great. Yeah, like 
unclean. I, I watched this film and thought, oh, that was that was wonderful, and now I'm thinking, it's still oh, kind of held kind up of as like sick. a quite homophobic, but also like a lot of it's quite a, liked by the gay community I've read because of a how camp Margot is, um, which I completely agree with. Um, right. Uh, yeah, and the fact that it has gay characters. I think people well, people perceive as gay, even yeah. if it's still even if they're only homophobic. Yeah. Huh. Cool. I mean, I still think of, I still think Margot was a villain. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought she was inexcusable in most of her actions. Mm. I think they were all villains in their own way. Yeah. Oh, and the way she smoked was disgusting. <laughs> Did you notice this? So it was the 50s, they all smoked all the time, yeah. loads, loads of the characters even smoked. Even in bed. But, yeah, even in bed. Very dangerous. <laughs> oh, I noticed you laugh at that and I didn't didn't get why. Yeah, yeah people specifically say don't smoke in bed, it's really yeah. tough. Oh, I'm just when so she was, like, tired. Half asleep, you know? yeah. <laughs> um, it's because it can set fire to the sheets and stuff, right? Yeah, if you and, fall asleep. Oh, and you fall asleep, the lit flame, yeah. Um, she, yeah, most of them would smoke. They would take the cigarette or the cigar and they would breathe in and blow out and then they'd carry on talking. She'd lazily breathe in and then talk while she was doing it and there'd be smoke sort of coming out of her nose and her mouth in the middle of each word and they'd end up with a haze sort of all round her face. You didn't think that attractive. All of it disgusting. No, I, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Why was I supposed to? I don't know. Um, it it seemed like eating with your mouth open, um, just just a bit kind of. Uh, we don't want to see smoke coming out of your nostrils and your teeth and everything. Don't want to think about our nose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, if you're going to smoke, smoke properly and carry on your conversation. Don't be all gross about it. Yeah, I wonder and if that's... I, it, it seemed like it was very deliberate. Yeah. That, she was like Cruella Deville with her from 101 Dalmatians with her cigarette holder and this dirty green smoke that came out all the time. Mm. Yeah. What else have you got? Oh, just a couple more things about how Eve's coded as a lesbian. Did mm. Eve smoke? I don't she know. didn't smoke all the way through and then she smoked at the end. Oh! <laughs> because she was the new Margot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did she smoke in a horrible way at the end? How did she smoke like remember. everyone else or like Margot? Mm. She definitely smoked slumped on the sofa, wallowing in self-pity. So in that, that way she smoked like, like Margot. Margot. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't notice she did the thing with the smoke in her face. <laughs> oh, she was good. <laughs> yeah, um, let see. I had a little this I think this comes under symbolism. Um Margot and Duh Max are talking and uh Eve's gone on just ahead and Margot's very jealous of Eve. And uh Max goes on to look after Eve and make sure she gets on okay at the party and Max says she'll be in safe hands and she says Amen which I think is supposed to be amen, amen, as in I agree with that, but I think it's also supposed to be ah, 
men. <laughs> yeah, she will be in safe hands when you're around, won't she? <laughs> all, these, all these men chasing after her. And I noticed a few little lines like that. A that few were, puns. Yeah, there were a few little, not quite puns, but little double meanings mm. and stuff. Uh, I wish I'd written down more of them, but there were, there were a few others. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I messed them all up. I didn't mm. Oh, I should have should have made a couple of notes. Yeah, a few, usually at the ends of scenes or someone was storming out or something, they'd say something that if you thought about it had a, an extra little meaning. Did you, did you notice any of these? Not really, no. Oh, I wish I'd written them down, mm. bloody hell. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, a cu- just a couple more things. And this is largely, I should mention, this, the article's by Robert Corber, who's a professor who writes a lot about LGBT stuff in films. Yeah. Um, which feels like cheating. I should. I won't do it again. But <laughs> oh, you're allowed to read around, right? <laughs> um, yeah, he pointed out. Yes, just a couple of things of like when Margot was walking up the stairs. She said um, she gave the speech of like Eve would take my clothes off, tuck me in, wouldn't mm. you, Eve? And then Eve says, "If you would like." And then Margot's like, "I would not like." Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 So that's kind of a. It's, quite close to getting to like on the nose and also when she first when Eve first moves in Margot's giving the voice of her and she says um yep she moved in this was the honeymoon period of like Mm. and it's just like in The Haunting Mm. in in which we had like another character that was yeah saying some sort of nasty coded stuff about about how the the other person was a lesbian all of which I missed at the time it's really sinister hearing it sort of spotting mm. that now if if indeed that's what's going on there yeah it's open to interpretation God. well apparently the director and writer um, conceived of Eve as gay Right. Yeah. But I just heard that from a source, so I don't know. That was a different source, and I don't know if that's true okay, or not. Okay, we never know this. Yeah, no. Huh. It did seem like she was willing to seduce men if mm-hmm. that got her where she needed to be. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. But I think by the end, we we conclude that she at least never loved any of them. Mm. Um, they also, the article that I read, um, points out that she's being kind of like husky and seductive with the young woman. When she says, uh, when the woman's, she's saying, how will you get home? And the woman, Phoebe or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. Phoebe is like, end. oh, you know, I'll just hop on a train. And then Eve is like, oh, we won't be home till all hours. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Subtle. Maybe that just doesn't do it for me, but. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you, saying you won't right. be home until all hours. Which is, you know. What exactly does that mean? But baby, it's like, cold outside. <laughs> oh, as if asking her to stay. Huh. It's really subtle. Yeah, that would... mm. but the way it's sure. the way she says it when she's smoking she's lounging on the couch she's got her husky mm. voice on suddenly sure yeah I, can, I got voice. into that I was like yeah okay I can see that, I can yeah. see that. Wow. there was something else with that though I can't quite remember now but there was I so where I was pressing you Fernando on like her not her maybe falling for what was her name, Yvonne or something? Phoebe. Phoebe, yeah. Whether she saw it as someone she could take advantage of. And I didn't necessarily see it as a sexual thing, but 
someone she could exploit in the same way she'd sort mm. of allowed herself to be taken advantage of to get mm. where she wanted to be. Um, oh. But since she knew about it, whether she could just use that. Mm. Right. Um, so I think I would, I felt more like it was that sort of exploitation yeah. uh-huh. that was mm. suggested to me. But yeah. Mm. But Phoebe was trying to exploit Eve as well, wasn't yeah. she? They both were just doing what they wanted to do to get ahead. Yeah. yeah. Am I right that Phoebe was the new Eve and Eve yeah. was the new Margot? Yeah, I think that was implied heavily. Yeah. Yeah, but she lied to Addison, didn't she? About Phoebe being there. Yeah. Little Phoebe lied about. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It was Phoebe lied about the taxi driver. Yeah, lied about the taxi driver. (sighs) Yeah, why? That's strange. Maybe just to not. Yeah, who knows what she was trying to do. Mm, well, the maybe I mean, just to show us, as in the viewers, mm-hmm. to make it clear that she was evil. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that she evil. wasn't trustworthy. Uh-huh. Yeah, simple as yeah. that. Good. Mm. Yeah. Apparently, Eve um, contradicted a lot of the ways that sort of gay people had been portrayed up until that point, okay. in that she was quite normatively feminine. Mm. Right. Which obviously you've got the stereotype of like butch lesbians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Which would be more in more homophobic portrayal. Not yeah. that this was less homophobic, but. Okay. They had to be more careful about how they portrayed, I think. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, ah. So we see her at the start, and she, when she's in the trench coat, she's mm. in a very masculine outfit. She's got a hat she on. Did. It's just a, it's a man's coat. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And then everything she wears after that is extremely feminine. Yeah. Well, not yeah. extremely feminine, but. As feminine as the other characters, which is kind of like she's performing this mm. because everything she does after that is her performance. I see. Like mm-hmm. I can get that. Yeah. So I don't know if this any of this ties in, but one thing I spotted watching it was that it was weird that Marlon Monroe just turned up for mm. like a couple of scenes, but she was remarkably like Eve. Like those two characters in my mm. head had. So they were both like remarkably good looking and had the same breathy voice mm. <laughs> and they were both quite obedient sort of thing. They were sort of, it was as if they just found themselves there and they were sort of following around these big mm. successful people. And Marlon Monroe is that, like this feminine ideal and mm. it was as if they were like comparing her to her. Which maybe ties yeah, in about with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Perhaps the difference was that Marilyn or Miss Caswell yeah. was not secretly manipulating people <laughs> yeah, to get ahead. Just was so up. she ended up just not doing all that well and mm-hmm. then she was out of the film. How famous was Marilyn Monroe by this point? Not famous. This was one of her earliest okay. films. Oh, okay. Because I wasn't sure if it was a cameo yeah. by the famous actress. No, it was just... Her starting out, basically. Okay. Okay, so that doesn't yeah. work at all. Next time, some no, like still... it after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've never seen. Oh, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> awesome. She's so pretty, though. <laughs> Famously. You know, in... <laughs> I'm just... That's maybe a controversial opinion. <laughs> I've mostly only seen her in like documentaries and stuff. Mm. 
and I've always been surprised how not pretty she is. Mm. She's just sort of weirdly fake and somehow sinister looking. But in this film, when I saw her, I thought, oh, that's Marilyn Monroe, and oh, yes, I can see why people said she was so beautiful. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, I think she was more beautiful than Eve, which I think she wasn't maybe supposed to be. (laughs) It's a shame when when the script sort of requires requires people to be more or less good-looking than they are. (laughs) So that was one thing that confused me at the start, because I... I knew Betty Davis was in this, mm. but I didn't know who Betty Davis Same. was. I didn't know. And I assumed she was just one of the two pretty women at the yep. start. Same. And then it turned out she was the, <laughs> she was the yeah. other woman. I believe old, like, most of the way through that Eve was Betty Davis. <laughs> oh, have you heard of Betty Davis? No. Is it Betty or Bet? Betty. Betty, okay. It's, so it's spelled spelt B T T E. So okay. it be Betty Davis. All the songs say Betty Davis. Betty Davis okay. She was a very famous actress from back then and I guess a bit before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd never seen younger. her in anything. I didn't know who she was until the end <laughs> when it was like, oh, and this was Betty Davis. Like, oh, that was Betty Davis. <laughs> I'd forgotten. Mm. <laughs> it just seems so strange that she was like the ageing, sort of, mm. life's pretty one. She was mm. on the decline. I take it she's so been who in. Was she? Margot. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no idea. Um. Interesting thing. Um. That I think has changed over the years. I guess. Um. They make a, a few references to. Um all these old actresses who keep getting roles for mm. for roles that are meant to be far younger than them but they they just get their get their teeth into them and no one can push them out because they're so famous and i think we really have the opposite problem <laughs> right where as women get older they can't find roles and are even sometimes told that they're too old to play roles that are actually the same age yeah. as them because we need mm-hmm. we want younger actresses on screen or mm. audiences yeah, or directors or whoever. Often a twenty-year age gap between a husband and wife. <laughs> yeah, supposed to have been at high school yeah. together. Yeah, so I think it it maybe is still true for male actors, but it was interesting to see that at least from this mm. from this film's point of view that was a. That was the case for actresses as well. But then Betty Davis's career did sort of die after this one. Right, because <laughs> she was too old. Yeah. <laughs> no more roles. Don't, like don't make a film about being too old. Then <laughs> 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 complain that everyone says you're too old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure she uh, just be- just focused on being a woman after that. <laughs> did, did she have children to focus on? Because yeah. that is the current Twitter storm. So what do no women idea. in their forties do if they don't have children to look after? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What What did we think of this? Um, her whole speech about need, focusing on just being a woman after this, because she had a lot of rambling speeches in this. <laughs> yes, but th- there was, yeah, this one where she just talked about how she mm-hmm. just wanted to be a woman, and yeah. sooner or later, every woman has to. Mm-hmm. 
and I I didn't quite understand what she was getting at. I I really think it was because of the gay coding that they felt that they had to put that in because it didn't make sense for the character or for the plot okay. or for anything else. It sort of stood out as weird hmm. for this character to go on this sort of spiel about marriage. Hmm. It felt deliberately shoehorned in there as mm-hmm. like part of the sort of symbolic okay. <laughs> progression. What do you think, though, Um, I can point out some... Well, I think that Margot was meant to be like a successful woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can point out another woman uh, that was successful uh, um, in real life. Her name's Lorena Ochoa. I know her because she's Mexican. And she okay. was number one uh, for almost an entire career. And she her picture is here in the Hall of Champions oh. in St. Andrews. And I was watching one of her interviews, and uh, um, um, she did say that as she progressed in her career, and basically she was looking at the uh, and her colleagues, uh, and she realized that most of them were not married and did not have children. And she said, and that's when I knew. That, uh, well, they were they were asking her why she retired, and she said, that's when I knew that I did not want to end up like them. Oh. Uh-huh. And that I wanted to have my own family and my own children. Oh, meaning people who'd had successful careers but did not end up having children uh-huh, of yes. their own. Okay. Um, and I was shocked by that comment. Mm. Like, whoa. <laughs> wow. um, so I just think that maybe there are some women that do value highly uh, having a, 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 a family and children. Yeah. Maybe for different reasons, maybe for religious reasons or other other reasons. Mm-hmm. I think some people, yeah, some women like that, and some women say, no, maybe I should just be more independent and have my own my own uh, my own career. Yeah. It, and that is why it is my opinion that she just Margot in this case falls in that category of women that yeah. even though they have their own successful career, like uh, well, it's time to, for me to. Sorry, my real woman life. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a patriarchy. <laughs> well, no, that's we can play at being successful for a while, but <laughs> sooner or later we have to admit we're women. Yes, yeah, yeah, so... I think there are. I think that's a good example. Of mm-hmm. Yeah, that in real life it does happen. It just sucks that women have to be defined by that decision, hmm. where men can have a family and it doesn't biologically <laughs> change the path of their career and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Yes, I mean, I I would want to to have a family of my own as a higher priority than having a successful career. But historically, men have not really had to make the choice. You can do both. Um, whereas now... For example, if Claire and I have children sometime. Um, <laughs> this is the appropriate form of conversation. Well, we've talked about all this. Um, but but nowadays there's no there's no requirement that Claire would be the one to give up on her whole career and and quit the whole thing. But there might be more of a expectation. Um well there would definitely be consequent like I couldn't work in a lab hmm. while I was carrying a child. Um yep. mm. And I would have to do the whole given birth thing. So it would be like a year out of my career. Mm. And if you look at maternity leave for women, paternity leave. Like so university. Natural expectation that women yeah. are going to yeah. want, you know, the months 
and yeah. may get two weeks. So yeah, like, yeah. we're still thinking, oh, you're going to take care of the hmm. child. I think the university allow you to split it however you want. Yeah, yeah. it's getting better. Like some oh, yeah. employers do let you change it. Mm. I guess what I'm trying to say is I can see that she might have that point of view uh, because I share that point of view for myself and if I were in the same situation I think I would want to start a family rather than have a successful career and that may well be a choice that I do make in my life. Um, I suppose what made me seem like what made it seem like it wasn't a natural choice was the words that she put it in, which was that mm. you can't be a woman without a man. Yeah. And <laughs> I've put down all these things <laughs> that make me a woman, forgetting that I'd have to pick them up again later. Yeah. Sort of making woman sort of womanhood exclusive with having a career. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To, yeah. Actually, to define who she is by mm. it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because to start with, I just didn't know what she was rambling on about. I just thought it was another <laughs> madcap speech that didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. But it, I enjoyed her madcap speeches. I did as well. <laughs> well, she she played it so well. Yeah. But I did think all the way through. Oh my god, I would never be friends with her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's a, what I thought as well. Like, I'd go to one party with her, <laughs> and I would never see her again. Like I don't care how famous she is. <laughs> did you enjoy her not eating the chocolate while she yeah, was fighting with? Enough. What was it, Bill? Bill. Yeah. And then she did have a chocolate. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, desperately just looking for something to be doing with her hands. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that, that seemed to be another a little key to her, just being out of control, just storm over here, down a cocktail, storm over here, grab a couple of chocolates, throw them down his throat, leap onto a sofa and throw things everywhere. Very, uh, what's the word? I don't know what the word is, yeah. I must know what's the word. <laughs> Very Margot. <laughs> Dramatic. Bill turned out to be a surprisingly good egg. Yeah, he was alright. He seemed like a bit of a dick all the way through. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he did love her in the end. Yeah. Again, the throwing her on a bed and shouting at her on stage. Yeah. Mm. Not, Not great. great. <laughs> So this was my question. I think you you had something, some thoughts on it. Were we just supposed to think that's normal? Um, yeah, obviously. That like, he's her boyfriend. Of course, he picks her up and <laughs> uses his gives her his a slap strength, around, yeah, keep her in line, <laughs> shakes her occasionally. It, it, is that just now that we're seeing that and going, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit gross yeah, and horrible. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think that would have, wouldn't have raised an eye. Yeah, okay. Brow? I almost said lid, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Uh, yeah, you say raise an eyebrow, then. I'm not sure, though. But, yeah, yeah. I think probably it's the yeah. presentist to look back and think. Bat an eyelid. Bat an eyelid, that's it. Bat, thank you. <laughs> Bat your eyebrow. <laughs> it was interesting how how chilled out he was. He mm. He had this personality when talking to her that he was just completely patient and mm. totally unfazed by what she was saying and just letting her have a little tantrum and just trying to rise above it all and then suddenly he would just snap and be like right that's enough what the <laughs> hell are you talking about give her a good shake push her around a bit um, 
<laughs> it was. Oh. It was just interesting that he would he would change just like that, mm. as if he'd sort of had these. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we shouldn't read into the the physical aspect oh, of it. It's just so sad because she, Margot, was so strong a character and so powerful in her own way, and then just because of the time. You just accept the man's superior physical mm. strength, yeah. and he's allowed to knock you around, and that's. Mm. And unfortunately, he was the he was the sensible. He one was the nice one. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was the one that was actually speaking some some wisdom and some sense, and I think. Well, we were that being said, to... her he was constantly telling her how paranoid she was. Yeah, and I, I, she he, she <laughs> wasn't being paranoid. <laughs> paranoid tendencies. <laughs> I'm still saying she didn't have anything to go on. She she happened to get lucky. Does it matter? Because she of, was right. That's very important. Because <laughs> she might do it again. <laughs> yeah, I think she was just jealous, and for all the wrong reasons, she mistrusted someone who ended up being, as it turned out, untrustworthy. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And I don't think much of her. <laughs> she had her. Something about the past that I I really like, and I wonder at what point it stopped being like that, mm, is that I can't remember what couple it was. It was probably Margot and... Bill? Yeah, maybe. But maybe they were both in... The, they are, she picks up the phone... And then he also is in the same room, but in his own bed. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, what an excellent idea. <laughs> oh, so uh, they both have a... No, they, they both have their own bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is something that I also, when I went to the Yacht Britannia, I think, in Edinburgh. Yeah. And you can see that the Queen has her own bed. Oh, yeah, and, with Karen and, uh-huh. Karen and Lloyd. They were in the same room. Yeah, yeah they, were, they were in a hand. Different beds. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah, that was surprising. I think that was quite common. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I, I believe that that was common in the past. Yeah. And I was like, what an excellent idea. I mean, yeah. yes, you sometimes want to sleep well. <laughs> someone else but get sorry, yeah. son. And you want Especially to go back to your summer. Room. Oh, yeah. it's <laughs> It does seem a bit cold, though, doesn't it? Ben? Like, I'll sleep over here. <laughs> All the way over here. <laughs> Phone me if you need me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You ever watched The Crown, the Netflix series? I've seen bits of it. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, they sleep in totally different rooms. Yeah, they're in mm-hmm. different rooms with a, like a long corridor mm-hmm. in between so they can actually see each other's beds directly opposite each other, but they have uh-huh. to walk through two rooms to get to the other one. Um, <laughs> There's one scene where they wake up in bed together and the queen goes, Oh, I've woken up in this one again. (laughs) 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 It's very sweet. (laughs) Do you know the first first TV series? Yes. um, You know this because I've already said it before. The first TV series in America to show a couple in bed together in prime time. What one? It was the Flintstones. Oh, that's surprising. Fred and Wilma. Oh. You mean the animated version of the yeah. Flintstones? What? 
so the the two of them they they shared a double bed um and that was that was that was the first time that had ever been shown and mm. i guess because they were cartoon characters it was a bit a bit less uh, mm. Less frowned upon. <laughs> that was prehistoric, though, wasn't it? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Pre-Christian. <laughs> yeah. It's not clear whether the Flintstones are Christian, is it? <laughs> Definitely Protestant. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way American primetime would have accepted anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's everything I've got written down. Yeah, I don't have many. I have one more thing. It was a metaphor for the Cold War. Oh, I like it. Oh, <laughs> right. what, what on earth are you With talking about? With the gay coding, right. So right. The, the reason that why Eve was so threatening, according to Robert Corber, oh, with right. a journal of sorry, I know this doesn't count as I didn't think of this at all. <laughs> Did you just print out the paper? <laughs> <laughs> I took extensive handwritten yeah. notes. It was Margot Jesus and <laughs> yeah, Margo. Bill was no, John Margo Baptist. No, Margo was... Um, oh, I forgot who was Captain. Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. He was Captain A. <laughs> she was definitely the white whale. Just saying. <laughs> Just because Captain Ahab or Margo was paranoid didn't mean she wasn't a threat. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh um, yeah. So the fear of the Cold War was that they could live among you, you know, the enemies, oh, live among yeah. you as spies, and that's why Eve was like the threatening lesbian. It was a change from the very obvious British lesbians of past film representations, because she could impersonate this perfect, oh, and she could straight, straight passing. Yeah, apparently. No, nope. seems really nope. contrived. It does seem a bit contrived. That's <laughs> <laughs> as relying on this thing, which I, I'm not even totally sure about the whole gay coding thing. You know, I, a, no, I don't think you can entirely. argue that you weren't allowed to represent gay people, obviously, and the representing a gay person subtly, such that you can't actually tell they're gay, counts as the same, like. Like, you can't say, oh, she's so subtly gay that that's the point. <laughs> but they're not allowed to show that she's gay. But that is really? the point. No, that's it. If, <laughs> if they were going to have a be gay at all. Watch the celluloid closet, all right? Because then that would convince you. Okay. Um, <laughs> You've but, not seen that. <laughs> I've read extensively about but, it for my film degree. I think even if we can believe that she was coded as gay to get around this thing, we can't say that... I think what you're saying... We can't say that because it because it had to be subtle. It was yeah. illegal for them yeah. to do it, not subtly. So yeah. we can't say yeah. they probably did it subtly so that she would represent communists. And yeah. full train. That, that just seems way too far. All right, see what you mean. <laughs> no, she was so threatening. She was so threatening, and she was because she was seducing the the obviously heterosexual woman right we even have the scene in the airport right where they're kissing goodbye and Eve's just staring staring at Margot and then she goes up to her and she almost touches her remember this no. she wasn't staring at them she was she had said something and then no no when, when they're, he's about to get on the plane hmm. the next one she interrupts oh, him right. first yeah. and then he's about to get on the plane and then she's just staring and she does look away a bit when they're kissing so she's very uncomfortable 
Um, but then, but then, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's just more subtle, more obvious that she's communist. <laughs> well, she was staring. staring. She was uncomfortable with this, and <laughs> she looks away. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like both can tell us there's two pieces of evidence that she's supposed to represent the Soviet Union. <laughs> Classic Bill says, tactic. look after her, won't you? Keep an eye on her. And then Eve's like, oh, I will. And then mm. they walk away arm in arm. And then the next thing is Margot saying, oh, we were in our honeymoon period now. Mm? Yeah, okay. Arrest my case. <laughs> <laughs> What's a wrap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. She's true. <laughs> I think you had a, a few very good ideas written down there, and I thank you for sharing them with us. Yeah. I'm not convinced by the last couple. <laughs> That's everything on the list. Yeah, oh, did I have one more thing? These are, these are fairly minor things. Do you have any closing remarks, Fernando? Uh, no, I think I'm, I'm, I've said everything that I want. Okay. Do you need to have a blood test before you can get married? Don't know. Did they mention it? I'm not sure if you have to uh, get a blood test. Um, maybe some states do require a pre-nuptial mm. uh, health examination. Okay. Uh, I think it is quite popular. It is, or at least it is becoming quite more popular to get like medical results. Uh, so you can show your partner that you... <laughs> I'm trying to trick him. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, just Bill and Margot, they said, we're going to City Hall tomorrow and we're going to uh, register to get married and stuff. And they said, oh, well, this won't be the actual ceremony, but we're just, we just need to wait a, a few more days for the blood tests to come back. Oh, okay. And I thought, what on earth is that? But yeah, maybe that, that gives us something, some kind of general health check before you go into a marriage. Maybe it's checking she's not pregnant. Oh, there's a thought. Can you do that by blood? That's how you test. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> you test the fetus's blood and then you know whether it's there or not. Shut up. <laughs> Are you making this up? <laughs> not last bit, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. But you can tell from a woman's blood. Yeah, yeah. you tell by the hormone levels. Sure, okay. <laughs> a, a, a urine test isn't conclusive. Okay, that's just an indicator. <clears throat> yeah. When, so uh, the urine test says that uh, you are pregnant... You could still not be pregnant. Mm. I heard there was it was unlikely to be a false positive, but it could be a false negative. Okay, I learned this from Lost. Interesting. Mm. So it's obviously true. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor character it. says it. Oh. <laughs> uh, but either way, a blood test is is almost always correct. I think so. More likely, yeah. Okay. Um, last thing is the very last shot of the film. Um, where she's holding the prize mm-hmm. and there are all of these views in the mirrors. Mm-hmm. Uh, firstly, an amazing shot, and second, an incredible achievement to do that without showing the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how they did that, and I thought it was really impressive. Yeah, I did notice that Like even just when she was in that mirror at the start, when Eve was looking in that mirror, I thought it was impressive. that. You was that a see- three-sided mirror? Yeah, it was the same mirror. Oh. At, the, at the start of that scene mm. um, mm. and then she goes back with the award oh, I like, see. Phoebe goes and stands with the award right yeah mm. um, but yeah, yeah that was impressive 
It's, uh, it's obviously meant to represent the three faces of lesbianism. <laughs> Possibly the first three leaders of the Soviet Union. <laughs> Which one was the goat? <laughs> oh, Animal Farm next. We'll read into that like hell. <laughs> I don't believe that was about the cold war. Nonsense. Animal farms about communism. <laughs> Shall I play the music? Why not? Is anyone going? We're all. I, I think I'm good. Thumbs up. Oh. Thumbs up for thumbs me. Thumbs up. Yeah. Good film. Four thumbs up. Once a wrap. Oh, I'm never going to get to watch Legend. <laughs> this was the first you film. You can just watch films. Yeah. <laughs> this was the first film that I picked for Film Club that I haven't seen oh. before, before picking it. Wow. Okay. All the other ones I've seen. Interesting. Thought, oh, oh, nice. <laughs> 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 not going too take, far. Don't <laughs> do it. Oh, it's Michael. Ah, it's me. Thank you, thank you. Um, t- my film choice is the Time Machine. <gasps> that is the 1960 version. <gasps> not, I repeat, not the 2002 version with Samantha Mumba. Not, not that one. The 1960 version. Okay. So we're going to be looking for allusions to homosexuality. I guess so. Yes, we are.